in Matthew chapter 14, it's a scripture I read recently. In Matthew chapter 14, verse, um, verse 23. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the winds were contrary. If you are listening to me, listening to me, and in your life, at this, at this stage of your life, it seems like some winds are contrary. You are, you are experiencing contrary wind. Things seem to be working against you. It looks like something is threatening your safety. Something is threatening your future. Then this fasting is for you. Amen. Amen. Every contrary wind will turn in your favor. Amen. 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 And the wind was contrary. Verse 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. You don't walk on the sea, you swim in the sea. Or you travel on a boat or a ship to walk on the sea. But Jesus came walking. Why? Because they were in the middle of the sea and the winds were contrary. Do you know what it means to be, uh, for the wind to be contrary? The wind that is supposed to take you north is actually taking you south. Mm. Yeah. The wind that is supposed to take you west is actually taking you east. Contrary wind. Those days they used not to use outboard motors or motors to propel the boat. They used to use sail and the sail works with the direction of the wind. Suddenly, when they turn the sail this way, instead of the wind blowing the sail, the wind changes the direction to blow against them. And they were in the middle of the sea and there was stop. Things were bad. But the good news was Jesus started walking towards them. I see Jesus walking towards the situation in your life. I see the Lord coming towards you for a laughter, for a testimony, for a And this the story says that and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. They cried out for fear. It is a spirit. It is a spirit. We are in trouble. It is a spirit. Because already they were going through something. And then they saw Jesus also coming in a way they were not familiar with. God will not always approach you in a way you are familiar with. But he will approach you. Watch this. Every time God is approaching you, even though you are not familiar, the only one of the things that if it is God, you will know it's God. If it is God, there is something that will help you to know it is God. What is it? It says that, so they were afraid. They were, and they, uh, when they saw him, 
uh, okay. And he came to them, and when, sorry, I think verse 27. Okay, verse 26. And when the disciples saw him on, walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Look at verse 27. But straight away, Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Now, the signs that this is God is first of all, you have a reference point in his word. Oh, yeah. oh for them to know it was Jesus is he spoke a word to them. Yeah. So when God, the only thing I, that what I said is that God usually at certain times will come a, to you in a way that you are not familiar with. So then if you are not familiar with that, how do you know that is God? How? How do you know that this is God? Because I'm not familiar with it. And if you are saying that if it's God, I would, um, sometimes he comes in a way I'm not familiar. Then how do I know it's God? If it's God, it's in agreement with his word. He's all, God will always come to you with a word. Amen. God will always come to you. That's why when we come together, we must always have a time where we hear from God. Because if there's no word of God, it's likely God is not inside it. And so Jesus, when he saw their faith, the first thing he spoke to them. He didn't do some extra gimmicks or extra magical acts or miracles. No, 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 no. He just spoke to them. And he says, what did he say? When God speaks to you, he always tells you not to be afraid. The word of God, if it is from God, if it's God, his word will be part of it. And if it's the word from God, it does not generate fear, but it generates faith. It inspires you. It, the word of God always try, comes to suppress fear. Why are you so worried? Hear God's word. Hear God's word. Don't be afraid. I know the winds are contrary. And suddenly, some things are beginning to develop and you are not sure, is this God? Is this God? Is this not God? Is this God? Or maybe it's not God. I'm, I'm, in fact, this looks very worrying. Fear not. If it is God, number one, God will give you a word in regards to that. Number two, the word of God will always come to build your faith more in God. Sure. So he says, fear not. The, be of good cheer, for it is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is thou, Beat me to come to you on the water. He said, if it is you, give me a word. Hallelujah. Amen. A word. Give me, I need a word from you, Lord. I need a word from you, Lord. I need a word from you. Every time, the last two days of this fasting, tomorrow and Sunday, every day you are coming on the prayer line, every day you are fasting. Ask God, I need a word from you. Speak a word to me. That's why we are reading our Bibles every day. Speak a word to me. Speak a word to me. I need a word from you. I need a word from you. The word of God, when it comes to you, it's from God. If it is from God, it begins to build faith and confidence to obey God. That's how you know it's from God. Something builds up in you and there's a desire to take a step in obedience to God. But if it's not of God, you rather are so much afraid, you begin to doubt, you begin to be, oh, I don't be, I can't be bothered, I feel like giving. When the word is from God, it comes with faith. You want to 
and you are a genuine person towards God, you want to take a step. You want to do something different. You want to do something new. You want to do something in obedience to God. So Jesus came and he said, don't be afraid. It is I. Then Jesus, Peter said, okay, if it's you, I know what I'm going to do. If it's you, then give me a word. Mm. And what's the word? It's not any strange word. I need to come to you. A word that will draw me closer to you. Oh my God. A word that will draw. No, it's not that. Oh, Father, if it is you, um, let it start raining in my kitchen. <laughs> God, if it is you, if this is the right man you want me to marry, when he comes to my house, let him decide not to sit in the sofa. Let him decide to sit wow. in the dining room. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. Lord, if it is you, give me a word that draws me. And when God gives you a word, you feel an attraction more towards God. You feel like praying more. You feel like reading your Bible more. You feel like playing some good songs, holy songs. You feel like you want to hear pastors preaching again. You can't wait for us to come back in church because you've heard from God. If you hear from God, you always want to be in church. If you've heard from God, you always want to be in the fellowship. If you've yes. heard from God, you want to always want. Why is it that it's time for fellowship? Say, oh, God has told me I should go and walk on the street and preach. Hey, it's time for fellowship. Hey, hey. It's time Are for you fellowship. Done the <laughs> it's a question. Praise God. So <laughs> that if it is you, bid me to come to you on the water. Because mm. what you are doing, if it is you, I can do it. Because it is you who is working in me. Bid me to come to you on the water. And guess what? Jesus said, Come. That's what he said. Verse um, 29, and Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down, Jesus said, come, and he also come down. <laughs> he came down. Why did he come down? Because Jesus said, come. Please, step out of that water. You have gone this mountain too, uh, you've gone around too long. You've gone around this mountain too long. It's about time you change gears. It's about time you step up your Christian work. It's about time you step up your career. It's about time you step up your pursuit of God. It's about time you... Listen, this, this lockdown, you have been uh, uh, serviceless too long. In other words, what are you doing to build the church of God? Mm. Oh, you were in uh, Ashes. So what are you doing now? I was in a uh, musician's department. What are you doing now? I was in there, but what are you doing now? You've had enough time of rest. It's time to find a way, any way that God, I need to do more for you. That I need to, once you begin to do that prayer, you hear God's voice very fast. And it doesn't matter the storm that is, 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 uh, is staging against you. Once you hear God's voice and you say, God, I want to do it your way, suddenly God empowers you to walk on the waters you had initially been afraid of. Um, I see somebody this year, you are walking on the water. Amen. Amen. Walking on the water. Amen. Jesus said to Peter, um, uh, Peter, Jesus said, verse 29, and he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Where was he going? He was going to Jesus. He was going to Jesus. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Walk on the water to do what God wants you to do. 
Walk on the water to achieve greater things for Jesus. Walk on the water to take big steps. Take big steps. You are trying to change your job. It's because, one, you want when you change your job, you want to have you want to do a job that you can you can free up your time to do God's work more. Number two, you want a job that will pay you more, even though you have more time, uh, more free time, so that you can have ample time to do God's work. And then you want a job that pays you more, so you can also have more to give to the kingdom. Every desire in our hearts must be Christ channeled. It brings down the power of God in our lives beautifully. I see God turning your captivity around in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. So Peter started walking on the water. And Peter, um, um, yeah, Jesus said, come. And he started to walk on the water to go to Jesus. But verse 30 says, but when, verse 30, it says that, but when he saw, Peter saw the wind, all right, and when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. When he saw the boisterous water, he was afraid. He was afraid. Why? He took his eyes off Jesus and kept his eyes on the water. Listen, how do you walk on water? You need a word. Mm-hmm. Number two. How do you walk on water? You need to keep your eye on Jesus. Number three, how do you walk on water? Start walking towards the Lord Jesus. Let every decision you are making be influenced by your love for God and his work. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18 downwards, it says that, and therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you and therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. You know, one, another way to say fasting is, uh, is waiting on him. What does it mean to wait on him? You have certain time aside and take um, food aside, time aside, convenience aside to seek God. And those that wait on God, God will always visit them. I see God visiting you Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 19 says that, for the, Lord, for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. I'm talking to somebody. Thou shalt weep no more. Amen. Thou shalt weep no more. Amen. Thou shalt sorrow no more. Amen. Thou shalt fret no more. Amen. He will be gracious. He'll be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. Amen. God will be very gracious unto yes. thee at the voice of thy cry. Amen. You shall hear it, he will answer thee. This is amazing scripture. Amen. When God hears your cry, he will answer you. He will be gracious. Amen. He will be gracious. He says that Amen. he shall be very gracious unto thee at the voice of your cry. As you lift up your voice to him, he will be gracious to you. Verse 20 Amen. says that, and though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed in uh, into a corner anymore, but thy eyes shall see thy teachers. Thy eyes shall see your 
Hallelujah. Though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, in other words, because of the way you went, it allowed all kinds of challenges and afflictions and atrocities to come your way, which God didn't do anything about. Said, yeah. so though God, God may give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but thy eyes shall see thy teachers. And thy ear, watch this, this is the key where I'm going. And thy ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right or turn to the left. Anytime you want to divert, or you are almost about to di divert, you will hear a voice behind you because you have seen your teacher. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Go in it. This is the way. I believe that you would agree with me that when you are on a journey, one of the most important things you need is the map and to know the way you are supposed to go. There are times you are going to meet somebody and he says, I'm arriving at the airport. You always want to know which airport are you talking about so that yeah. if it's Gats Gatwick, you don't start making your way towards Stansted. If it is Stansted, you don't start making your way towards Heathrow. So so that if it is Heathrow, you don't make you don't start making your way towards looting. Or uh, so that if just in case it's it's in looting, you don't start making your way towards city airports. Because you are on a journey, you have to know where to go.